High school track season is just around the corner and Cedic Run has everything you need to be ready. With a huge selection of running shoes and spikes, SDR is sure to have a shoe that you not only love, but one that's going to help you train at your best. Head down to the shop to also check out their selection of sprint spikes, throwing shoes, distance spikes, jump spikes. They've got every event covered. If you aren't planning on hopping on the track anytime soon, no worries. Get a fresh pair of shoes for when the snow melts and you're ready to rip some miles around town. For the latest events, deals, and giveaways, be sure to follow SDR on Instagram and Facebook. Located in downtown Grand Forks, that's C-Dick Run, where life and running intersect. A lot's happened on the track since our last episode, so today we're catching you up on all the great performances in the past two weeks. We start with a recap of the Bison Open, where there were so many great performances for programs like NDSU, Concordia, and for a lot of North Dakota athletes. We touch on the I-94 duel between Valley City State and Jamestown, and we finish by taking a look at some of the standout results from today, February 11th. As always, thank you so much for all your support. We've loved getting to meet some of you guys this indoor season and watch some of you put up awesome marks and personal bests. It's, it's just icing on the cake for us. And that's really what it's all about, bringing the track and field community together. So please help us accomplish that by sharing this podcast with your friends, on social media, it all makes a difference. Another great boost for the podcast is leaving a nice five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast, so be sure to do that. Thank you so much for the opportunity for us to be your source for all things North Dakota track and field. But enough about us. Let's dive into another episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rayo. And today we are going to bring you a huge recap. We just spent the last 45 minutes compiling as much info as we could. And I think this is going to be a really good episode. You, before we started recording, you were just about to say something. And then I said, hold on, let me hit record so we can get this on the pod. So what do you got for us? Yeah, so I I noticed uh, one of your highlights for this week was you know North Dakota becoming the the state of the three Ks, you know, um, but I hadn't seen anything, no tweet, no you know. Usually Nate Peterson or guy Nate Peterson is great about you know retweeting all sorts of information related to North Dakota athletes, especially the distance athletes. I had not seen a thing about Sean Corsmo or Brady Yoder's 3K times that they had run. When were those run? How did you find those? What made you think to look that up? Well, I think first we just have to remember that real G's move in silence like lasagna. Um, oh, my. But I will, I'll tell you this. Corsmo and Yoder have flown so far under the radar in their first collegiate seasons. I believe both of them redshirted cross-country. So we didn't get a whole lot of results there. And I will just get this itch every once in a while when I don't want to study for my upcoming exams where I, <laughs> I go on TFERS and I just start Googling, I guess, TFERing every yeah. out-of-state North Dakota athlete I can think of. And uh, I hadn't looked up those two for a while. And so I stumbled on those. Corsmo ran that, I think it was 8.15, ran that at the end of January. Okay, and then wow. Yoder ran his just this past weekend. So, wow, cow- okay. 
Yeah, that's great. I feel like a lot of times those uh, sorts of results can get like missed if they happen in like a December meet coming off of cross country fitness. Maybe you're not quite in like the track mindset yet, but man, good to see that, you know, they're running those times in the regular time frame of uh, a regular season. Uh, one yeah. thing, you know, that's like, that's kind of my one critique about people who end up going out of state or like kind of far out of state um, to run or to compete it's just so much harder to like keep up with how they're doing. And especially in distance running, I mean, other sports too, when a red shirt year is uh, so common, especially for the guys in, in a first season in college. Um, it's just really easy to, to never hear anything and assume that they've just like fallen off the map. You know, if they're, mm-hmm. if they're so far away, you know, Purdue and Tulsa don't have a, a giant, you know, uh, media, you know, a, a market or a corner on like the sports media market in the upper Midwest in North Dakota. Um, so, you know, yeah. obviously great programs and it's working out really well for those guys. Uh, but you know, the, the fan who wants, you know, following these athletes to be easier, uh, would prefer if they're, you know, at a place like I'll say it, I'll say it, Ryan, even if they chose to go to South Dakota state, you know, at least I'd be able to follow, you know, how they're doing. So, and, you know, we're kind of seeing that with, uh, with guys like Jacob Canodal and Ben Antow, you know, we're, we're getting to see a lot of their performances cause they're just, they're just around. So. Yeah. Brady and Sean, if you're listening right now, that was a plea from Cam come back home. He misses come you, back home. but no, of course, the state misses you. Corsmo has been put together a nice solid indoor campaign in January. He also ran a four eleven mile. That was his Tulsa debut first time in the kit. So Very yeah, solid. we're, we're pumped for those guys. And I don't know, I wrote a piece the other day and it was talking about how there's just certain athletes in track and field whose names just become a single line in a program at the North Dakota state track meet. And like we've said all along, our goal is to avoid that, try to get as many, as many athletes and events covered as we can. So there's two guys that if you haven't been following them, you probably should bookmark their Tifers page and put it somewhere on your browser. But there's been a lot of track the last couple of weekends. Like I said, when we started this episode, we haven't covered track since that SDSU meet a couple of weeks ago. We've already got some meets that are happening tonight. We're recording this on Friday, February 11th. And so we're going to give you kind of a glimpse of what happened last weekend. And then, we're going to preview a little bit of some of the results that have happened thus far at places like Iowa state and grand Valley state, and then give you a little update on what's to come tomorrow. So Cam, how about you can get us open, get us open, get us started with the bison open. Let's try that. Oh, okay. Get us started yeah. with the bison open. Uh, firstly, Ryan, firstly. you competed at the bison open. Did you not? I did. I did. I wish I would have competed better, but I did compete at the Bison Open, yeah. But I mean, of the of the two hosts that are currently hosting this podcast, you are the uh, competitively active one. So, and you had to you had to come all the way from Iowa to do this. You know, I'm just sitting here in Fargo, not running. I'm kind of running, but not competing. So you um, you you've got a lot on your plate right now, but. Yeah, to, to answer your question, I did compete. I did the heptathlon. Day one wasn't too bad. 
day two, I've kind of been bugging with a bum ankle the last couple of weeks and I thought it'd hold up. And when I got the spikes on for the hurdles, it just kind of really lit up and didn't vault very well. I had to go for my short approach because I just couldn't bring any speed down the runway. And the thousand, I had to wear my flats because that's what made it feel the best. And yeah, tough, tough way to end it. And we'll see where it goes from here. Maybe I'll get one more indoor meet, but otherwise I guess I'm going to turn my full focus to the Drake relays here in Des Moines. Right on. Yeah, that's great. It's always good to still see the Ragnarok kit out there. And, you know, uh, I got some good video. It'll maybe make its way onto the Instagram page eventually here. But uh, uh, I love watching you compete, Ryan, and, you know, keep it up. And, you know, maybe the the chips will fall and you've you've submitted your your score uh, to compete at the U.S. Indoor Champs in a couple of weeks here. So if if things, you know, if the cards fall in your favor, we might see you there. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I like, I, like you said, I submitted it, but I'm very, very underqualified. So we'll <laughs> see if, if somehow the field doesn't fill up or if somebody drops out, but yeah, I don't know. I'll keep my, keep my options open and fingers crossed. I get a chance to go compete there, but yeah. you know, you, you're saying you love watching me compete, but you know who I've gotten really accustomed to watching compete. Oh, who's that? Jacob Rodine. Oh, Rodine racked up another Summit League Indoor Athlete of the Week on the track side of things. And I was talking to my brother, Tyler, this past weekend, and he said, I think Coach Keller just wants Jacob Rodine's name all over the record book because <laughs> they had a 500, the 500-meter dash, such an uncommon event but yeah Rodine goes 10310 for number two all-time in NDSU history and he wasn't too far off the school record is Aaron Zewald at 102.82 so pretty darn close Rodine is now school record holder in two events 600 and 800 and then he's knocking yeah. on the door for the thousand and the 500 so probably won't get another crack this season but no, yeah, not, we'll at, not at the K or the not, five, but yeah, definitely not the five, but no, no, yeah, but no, it was good. Good to see him race. And then tell us about some of the other things that went down at the Bison open. Yeah. So, I mean, we go from, you know, Jacob Rodine so close to, to getting that number one spot, breaking that school record, somebody who did secure a school record, Brandon Lewis, the Bismarck legacy grad, uh, 7.66 meters in the long jump new yeah. indoor school record. Uh, I mean, he's a guy from, from, I mean, we were on the team with him, Ryan, right? He was a yeah. freshman, our fifth year. Uh, we we were, we had him for two seasons. We were on the team with him for two seasons. So great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just so explosive, so springy, you know, has had some injuries and uh, I think this is something that he's really uh, felt has been coming for a long time. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes when stuff like this happens, you know, it's, it's the weight off your shoulders, you know, <clears throat> the, the record, you don't have to think about the record and it can be kind of freeing. Uh, so, so maybe, maybe just keep, keep bumping that, that mark up further and further. Yeah. We'll see. That jump, that jump is huge. So for you people that don't know the metric system, that's 25, it's over 25 feet. And I like was sitting there at lunch one day trying to figure it out. And I looked at the bottle of ranch that was on my table 24 ounce bottle of ranch we're not talking your standard 12 ounce and if you oh, i think you, if something like you had to line up 35 bottles of 24 ounce ranch back to back to back like end 
end to end and that's how far he jumped and that's that's huge but in all seriousness brandon lewis he's hungry dude he posted something on instagram that was like one down one to go or one of two something along those lines so and i think thinking about the triple jump yeah and i think outdoor long jump too probably but he is currently ranked 24th in the ncaa the last time i looked so yeah and then he jumped tonight at Iowa State, but we'll cover that here in a little bit. Yeah. Ryan, maybe I've told this story before, but when we were watching the Olympic trials, uh, we were watching some of the jumps, some of the long and triple, and we were talking about how all the all the top contenders for the Olympic spot uh, were from the University of Florida. And I, tongue-in-cheek, made a joke, oh, well, why don't why do they always go to Florida? Why do these jumpers always go to Florida? Why don't, why don't any of them come to North Dakota, you know? And this somebody sitting in front of us turned around and said, you know, something snarky, like, oh, I, I wonder why. Like it was the dumbest question of all time. But you know, we got we got one. We got one. So yeah. And we you got, didn't even have to come here. You know, he was already yeah. here. So we have a, cool. we got a good jumper in Brandon Lewis, the Bismarck Legacy product. And speaking of athletes coming from Bismarck Legacy, mm-hmm. Alex Brusel, sprinter for NDSU. Ran a PR of 6.88 seconds to win the 60 dash and came back and won the 200 as well in 21.84. I overheard him say this. He finished the race, his 200. He finished his 200 and walked kind of towards where I was standing. And somebody asked, like, how fast is that? Or is that really high up in school history or something? And he said, you get that sweet little flat 200-meter track conversion. And I think he said it would convert to two hundredths off the school record. Wow. So, I mean, Bruce is looking really, really nice this indoor season. And just kind of a fun tidbit, you know, Legacy has been around for quite a few years, but I want to say that those two were in the first graduating class for Legacy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If not the first one of the first. Um, oh, yeah. You know, a lot of pretty crazy how many athletes have, have come out of Legacy since then. I mean, uh, Caleb. Caleb Larson was he? He was a legacy yep. guy, right? Yep. Yeah. So he's at NDSU now, and uh, Bo Brannon running at NDSU in the in the eight as well. So yeah, and uh, big big shout out to former teammate Nick Weiss, who's the pole vault coach at Bismarck Legacy. Guy's been just doing great work there too. So nice. I'm a big Nick Weiss fan. Ryan, what can you tell us about uh, Nell Nell Graham? Uh, she won the pentathlon. She's ranked 109th in the NCA. Uh, Dude, hold on though. You're misreading this. So oh Nell Graham is 109th in the NCAA in the 400, right? In the 400. But okay. she's also picked up the pentathlon this season. And it, I believe is ranked second or third in the Summit League in the pentathlon. Wow. So doing really, really well there, but also just impressive. Like 109th in the 400 in an event that's so... I mean, there's a lot of sprinters. There's a lot of yeah. people that run the four. So for sure, you, you hear 109th, you're like, that's so, that's so high on the list. But like in an event that's really, really popular and there's a lot of runners, that's pretty dang good. Yeah. And when so, you, when you, when you think about it from like an outdoors perspective, you know, 48 qualify for the, for the West region meet, the West and the East region meet. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's she'd be darn close if you split it 50 50 50 right. half and half i mean she'd be knocking on the door for first prelim spot ncas yeah exactly so that's really good stuff yeah did you watch kelby anderson run the 3k the other night 
I I was not there for that. I I was able to stay through like the miles, uh, and then then I had to take off. But um, Kelby, somebody, you know, I mean, she won the three k pretty handily. I heard, you know, wa- ran in nine thirty seven point four five seconds, and you know, Kelby's just somebody who continues to get better throughout a season. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, every every season that I've you know watched her run or followed her run, you know, it just seems that she really starts hitting her stride towards the end of the season and and towards uh, the summit leagues, and then even more so once outdoor season hits. So uh, good to see her continue that that upward trajectory. I want to touch on that race real quick. Yeah, very early on in that race, she pulled so far away from the field. I mean, she probably had fifty meters on the field within four hundred meters of the race, and I leaned over to my wife, Kara, and I said, is she going to lap everyone? And Kara's like, yeah, she's going to do it pretty soon too. So about halfway through the race, maybe a little over halfway, she laps everyone in the field, like, and is leading the pack a second time, but she's a whole lap ahead of them. And then towards the end of the race, pulls away from the field a second time. And it was one of the most dominant races I've ever seen. It was, it was pretty awesome. So yeah. And she raced again tonight at Iowa state and we'll cover that here in just a moment. Can you tell us though, we've talked so much about NDSU people, the people that are listening that aren't Bison fans are like, come on, you guys fill us in about some of these other colleges and universities. So who else competed at the Bison open and made some waves? I mean, one, one team that has some athletes that are just like really, really clicking right now is the Concordia Cobbers uh, from Moorhead. Roll uh, Cobbs. That's right. And man, they have some great North Dakota athletes uh, that are just lighting the track on fire. Uh, Tommy Kern, he's a freshman there. He's from Grafton. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now he's ranked number three for all of Division Three in the 400. He ran Dang. 48, 77 in the four that's the second time he's uh broken the school record so he broke the school record uh earlier season than pr so breaks his own school record in the 400 um and he also anchored the four by four uh that also set the concordia school record and is all that's also ranked third in the nation for d3 so wow you know obviously you need a whole team of good for tommy kearns i guess yeah if you, if you can swing it you know uh but uh i i think ryan i think you had texted me uh the week before when they ran at und um that he anchored their four by four and split like a 47 one yes yes yeah i was talking That's... to red river coach jeff baki and baki had worked the long jump and it had gone like six hours something ridiculous and <laughs> And he walks up to Garrick, head coach for Concordia, and he goes, can you yeah. believe this, talking about the long jump? And Garrick's like, I know, Tommy Kern, kid just is an animal. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what are you I was talking about the long yeah. jump? What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, yeah Tommy just split 47-1 and made a good close on Rodine in the 4x4. Four four. Right, so, right. yeah, and Tommy Kern, that's a guy we talked about last spring at the after the state track meet. You know, he placed really well on the one, the two, the long jump. He guys an athlete, and so he's gonna be fun to watch here for for years to come. He's only a freshman, so yeah, super super talented, super talented. So, uh, Ryan, we don't have this one uh, on like the notes, but it's just something that I remembered. Uh, Braxton Brewer, uh, he's West Fargo grad. He he runs for Moorhead 
uh, and I mean, he, I don't have any times in front of me right now, but he's been on, he's been on a hot streak of, of winning races. I know he, I, I believe, well, dude. So this weekend he won the 800 at the at, Bison at, Open. At the Bison Open, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And ran pretty dang fast too. So. 153 he ran 153.65. Yeah. And you know, flat track 200, that'll have a nice little conversion for sure. But no, like you said, he's had a good season. He ran a 1K PR of 231 at UND the weekend before. And, and, uh, and that that 1K was coming off of a mile win too. He won the mile that, that day as well. So yeah. And like, you know, Braxton Brewer, don't forget this name. I mean, 800 PR of 151. That's yep. that's no joke. So, yeah, keep him at the forefront of your your track and field notes too, because it looks like he's going to do some big things heading into those NSIC championships in a couple weeks. For sure, and has just been racing so well. Like his closing speed, you know, he's he's obviously put up some really good times, uh, but in a couple of races I've seen him, you know, it's been kind of tactical in the front he's been able to just pull away from some from some really good closers yeah. uh, so dangerous come championship season ryan the last the last highlight we have from the bison open uh fargo south grad munir isahak another concordia school record you're in 826 for the 3k uh beating a very talented very <clears throat> very stacked field in the 3k at ndsu um he, I think he, so D3 does qualifications for nationals a little bit different. Uh, they take the top 20 times. And right now I believe he's just outside of the top 20. So um, he's just outside of the top 20 in the 3K as well as in the 5K. So he's a guy we'll have to keep our eye on coming into the final weeks of the season. Uh, see if he can snag a, you know, a nationals qualifier or for sure he's eyeing a, a comp, another conference championship to, to back up his conference cross country championship from this fall. So, yeah, it'd be awesome to see him get all American and track too, because he was all American across country this fall. So for sure, dude, we're excited for him. Um, I think that does it for the buys and open. There was another meet, the I-94 showdown today between valley city state and jamestown fill us in on the men's side what happened there well first thing ryan i mean when when is the last time you competed or witnessed uh just a standard dual meet in track and field what about high school right like the red Probably river central red river central duel yeah what are what are your thoughts on the dual meet format i think it's fun okay first of all it's a shorter meet so it's spectator friendly and People are willing to stick around for a shorter meet and watch the whole thing and be invested. I really like the scored meets in the regular season because how many times do you kind of go through all of January, all of February, and it's just one meet after another after another. Chasing marks. Chasing times, chasing marks, which is good, but sometimes you need that like competition. Like you show up at a conference meet and it seems like you always PR and it's like, what the heck? Like, I, if I would have had some really fast times and something on the line to compete mm-hmm. for, maybe, maybe I would have run faster earlier in the season. So I love that they're doing this. And Valley City and Jamestown, if you know people those, that go to those universities, that's a pretty nasty rivalry. Like that's, yeah, the, there's a the lot football, invested in that one. The football games can get pretty, pretty intense. And yeah, I mean, geographically, you know, located what 30 minutes away from each other, it, it's just, it has the perfect, the perfect setup for 
for, for a great rivalry, you know? And uh, so great to see that uh, Valley city and Jamestown are bringing back the dual meet. Uh, I, I think it'd be fun to see more of those uh, tough when everything is so time and, and, you know, distance and marks based, you know, everyone's how fast or how far can you throw and stuff like that. But right. Anyway. Like if you think about it, NDSU's tried to do the Bison team cup the last several years, which on paper is a fantastic idea. In reality, it's been an absolute flop just because I think there's been a blizzard on every weekend of that year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it seems like every, every year it's supposed to be some pretty solid teams there. I think the first year was probably the best year. It was, UNI and Utah State and uh and South Dakota. Or, oh, Wyoming was there one year. Yeah, so maybe they've had two good seasons, but it yeah, it, so it's just the not, last couple have been tough. Yeah, not quite what it what it could be, but uh, I'm glad that the effort is there. Anyway, I think to, well, hold on, we'll we'll yeah, talk one ahead, more Ryan. one more story. Do you sure. remember the first year of the Bison team cup? They made it this really big event and it was cool. So the day before the meet track was open for a pre-meet and you see these schools you never seen before and you're kind of yep. getting fired up so the night before they had a banquet and do you remember this vaguely so they had this banquet it was this year it was that year it was you and i in wyoming and wyoming showed up on time but you and i was really late or maybe it was the other way around anyway oh, they run yes, out of food yes. at the banquet Yes. And we, and we had to eat last. Lars was like, we've got to be good guests and we need to let the other schools go. And so we're at the end of the line and there's like nothing. No chicken left. There's like, yeah, there's like nothing left. And, you know, I might even be skewing the story a little bit. Maybe we got to go after you and I, but then Wyoming showed up at the very end and like the last person for Wyoming that tried to go through the line, there was nothing. Either way, I remember afterwards, a bunch of us ended up going to Labby's because we knew like we could get food pretty quick there. Yes. Yeah. So, I I remember that exactly. That's, so anyway, that's literally exactly what happened. Long, long drawn out story. But that was that was where the Bison team cup just like started to go downhill. They ran out of chicken Alfredo and yeah. it's never quite been the same. <laughs> uh, hey, but the NDSU is still undefeated in their own scored meet that they put on every yes. single year yes they created anyway. a trophy for themselves yeah <laughs> yeah uh all right back to the valley city State wait well, one more there. thing one more thing oh my no i'm gosh, just i'm right. just joking go no, for okay. it okay <laughs> let's just give you the scores on the men's side jamestown wins you know pretty tight race uh 71 to 61 the final score there so good to see that the competition was hot and uh you know one team didn't run away uh with uh you know with the 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 title uh mm-hmm. over the other uh just to highlight one performer uh our outstanding performer zach co from valley city state he won the shot put and the weight so he's, he's a guy that we've talked about before when we had carter Bulo on um spoke very highly of him so um just kept kept keeping with his winning ways so mm-hmm. yeah zach co has had a pretty good indoor season and i don't know if he threw exactly as far as he'd like to have today but like he's still doing really really well far and above the competition women's side not quite as close valley city state really pulled away with this one they won with the score of 70 to 47 and outstanding performer Brooke Molson, no question, and you'll understand why after this. She wins 
the long jump, the triple jump. Now, granted, the triple jump, she was the only girl that jumped. So, but she still won the event. And so long jump, triple jump, but she also won the 55 and the 200 and ran a pretty nasty 55 time, like pretty fast. So she is a multiple time uh, North Star all conference athlete. Pretty sure she has at least one conference championship. So great athlete. And it'll be interesting to see what she can string together at indoors. If she's dominating a meet like this that much, what can she do at the conference champs in a couple of weeks? Yeah. I, I need to do a better job of, uh, you know, paying, paying a little closer attention to the, to the Jamestown team. I feel like we, Maybe it's because they're that that extra thirty minutes away. What makes it so tough? But I was I was a little surprised to see that Jamestown won. I think maybe we have more connections at, at Valley City State or 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 something. You know. Um, now that, I'll tell you what it is. I maybe would have thought, but the social media is man. You, you we've you got some so? connections. Like Noah Rolf is at Valley City State, but dude, yep. Valley City. To be honest, Valley City, if you're listening right now, you need to step up your social media game a little bit. But Jamestown, if you're listening right now, you need to step up your social media game a lot. A lot. So of it. I'll I'll call you guys out <laughs> if we're and we'll go uh we'll make it a triple. We'll be VCSU versus Jamestown versus the Prairie Track and Field podcast. Oh so. my gosh, we're gonna get crushed, Ryan. <laughs> no, it's it's awesome though. Love the meet and a lot of great performances at that meet. But yeah, step up your social media game so we can follow along and see what you guys are doing. And I think a lot of other people would appreciate that too. Yeah. Partially because it'll make our jobs easier, but also we think it'll help you guys. It'll it'll benefit your guys' programs, which are already, you know, yeah, trending in the right direction. So oh yeah. Absolutely. And Coach Rasky, if you're listening right now, you looked really sharp and you were very noticeable in your orange polo at the Bison Open the other week. So keep it rolling. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that kind of gives a recap of this past weekend. Um, and today at the duel and with Valley city and Jamestown, but a couple other meets that we want to highlight. There are all sorts of squads, all sorts of places this weekend and get us started with, uh, SDSU. Where are they at this weekend? Yeah. SDSU, uh, hosting, hosting the home meet, you know, it's kind of, uh, one of the few 300 meter indoor tracks, uh, in the area. So they get a chance to host uh, quite a few really, really competitive meets. So tonight was kind of a, a 5k, 3k, I think they had some DMRs and maybe even a four by eight going off tonight. Uh, so uh, two guys mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, but Jacob Canodal and Ben Antow, uh, they ran the three K tonight again, you know, they've just been pretty consistent this season, which is something that's really tough uh, coming into college, but uh, Jacob Canodal, eight twenty nine, Ben Antow, eight thirty. Uh, I don't know where that placed them, but you know, it, really good signs for those two guys that they can consistently be running these times right in the eight thirties. That's, that's no joke. So, um, yeah. And like I also said earlier, you know, thanks for being close. So it's easy to follow uh, your performance and <laughs> your development. So yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure that's a PR for Canodal and yet another North Dakota athlete that's dipped below eight 30 in the three K this year. Yeah. Ben Anta is knocking on the door. So, yeah, just really great to watch those guys. And fun that I got to catch up with Ben a couple weekends ago at SDSU, and it's really fun just getting to see how he's gotten to compete this season for the Jackrabbits after redshirting. And yeah, those guys are doing great things. So keep an eye on them. 
heading into the Summit League championships in a couple weeks. Yeah. And then and then at Iowa State, basically in my own backyard this weekend. Yeah. I'm I keep going back and forth in my head whether I'm gonna drive up tomorrow or not. The events are spaced out pretty well. The ones I want to see, and then there's a lot of good races tonight too. So it would if it was a one day meet, I think for sure I'd be there, but we'll see. I haven't decided yet. But let me give you a couple of highlights from that meet. We'll kind of rapid fire these. Brandon yeah. Lewis won the long jump. I think it says triple jump, but I'm pretty sure he won the long jump. Um, so my notes are incorrect. <laughs> so another great performance, not quite his school record performance from this past weekend, but still far and above the competition. So congrats, maybe Brandon. He's, maybe he's triple jumping tomorrow, Ryan. And this is just like prophetic, you know, maybe you're just, you saw into the future that he's going to win the triple jump. Oh my gosh. I sure hope so. That'd be kind of yeah. sweet. So <laughs> Yeah. He had a really good jump today. Brock Johnson from Bismarck, Bismarck Century grad, took fourth in the 60 hurdles, I believe. I do know it's good for 10th all-time at NDSU, so that's pretty awesome to see there. And also on the 60 hurdle side of things, Sally Corgo from Fargo Davies ran a PR of 865. That's good for sixth all-time at NDSU. And, yeah, those guys and gals are just really lighting up the track. She yeah, took the, fourth today with that time as well. So yeah, the hurdle hurdle crew at NDSU is looking real good. They're looking really, really sharp. Now this one, super exciting. Jake Arison, the Grand Forks Red River product, huge PR, runs 1446 for 5K. There's no denying that Iowa State is a meet that's set up for fast distance races. And it like threw all the way through it, whether you're in the first heat or you're in the last heat. So Really great to see him go down, get in a competitive race, and throw down a really nice time. I did look earlier today. That is so close to being in the top 10. I believe the 10th best time in NDSU history for the indoor 5K is 1440. So, yeah. I mean, a few seconds away, and you get in a good race at conference. Never know what could happen. Never know. Never. You never know. You never know. Just you like our, know. our friend Joe would say, you never know. <laughs> Yeah, and then just kind of for fun, Madeline Strandamo pacing tonight. I believe she paced the 5K, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it was the 3K. Either way, she was on pacing duty, but she's racing the mile tomorrow. And she did dip under the U.S. Indoors qualifier a couple weekends ago at BU. And it'll be interesting to see what she can do for the mile. I think if she had her choice between the two, she'd probably race the 3K at U.S. Indoors, but awesome to see her working on that speed a bit too yeah it'll be it'll be good to see see the miles uh at iowa state tomorrow you know you would assume that there'd be some more ndsu people uh down there racing the mile so i mean isaac huber uh has has ran uh 414 already this season so uh not sure if he'll i mean at south dakota state uh tomorrow they'll also be running the miles so you know between SDSU or Iowa State, you know, you'd kind of expect to see some some North Dakota guys and gals uh, yeah. getting after it in the mile. So Yeah, and then kind of fun. So, Madeline Strandamo's in Heat 3 for the mile, but also in Heat 3 is North Dakota native Kaylee Peterson. So oh, right on. Awesome. So, yeah, we got a couple good uh, North Dakota runners in that one. And then on the men's side, Josh Samin is in a heat all by himself. He's the only North Dakota guy. Simon Kaiser's in a heat all by himself. And then no NDSU or North Dakota natives in heat three, but that one, I'm sure there's going to be at least one sub four in there. So 
we'll see. Yeah. So, so I would assume then, uh, the milers, the NDSU male milers, at least will be running at South Dakota state, uh, would be my guess. They must be Huber and Peyton Smith and some of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I believe, uh, Munir, Munir will be in the mile as well going for another Concordia school record. So, I mean, by the, by the time this comes out, that'll probably all all have happened. But yeah, so were you gonna were you gonna segue say speaking of the mile? No, actually, speaking oh. of Peyton Smith and Munir, yeah. I was gonna okay. tell this story earlier, and then it slipped my mind. So Let's last weekend, I was watching that three k that Munir won, and North yep. Dakota native uh, from Carrington, Peyton Smith was also in that race and ran really well. He's competing unattached this indoor season, and. As he's warming up, he's just about to get to the line, runs a strider. And I'm like, oh, it's a sweet singlet he has. And then I realize that's my singlet. So when I was a freshman competing what? unattached, the night before I went and bought a singlet from Shields or Beyond Running. And it was this blue Sockney singlet. And, and then I gave it to Jake Harrison, the newly minted 1446 5K runner. When yes. he was a freshman, he needed something to wear. So I gave it to him when he redshirted. And now apparently it's made its way to Peyton Smith. So, wow. uh, yeah, I was just pretty excited. And then I did the math the other night and Kara was like, when did you buy that? So that would have been fall of 2014. Oh so my it's, goodness. it's still kicking, but dude, it's still a sweet singlet. It's a bad singlet. So I think I know it's like, a, yeah, dude, I know which one you're talking about. I can yeah. picture it. I'll find a picture of me in it. We later. should, uh, yeah, we should slap a prairie track and field podcast logo on some singlets maybe and uh give them to some of the unattached folks you know for sure now you wanted to segue into this next one so take I it did. away i i take jumped the away. gun on the segue so i'll just you know i'll, I'll say it again <laughs> speaking of the mile Ooh, okay we, we had a und athlete luke labette uh run at the grand valley state i believe it was called the big meat uh ran a pretty impressive mile 40966 uh i mean that's sub 410 wish i had done that <laughs> <laughs> really good run and i mean that'll i i haven't looked at the the summit league list but i mean anytime you got somebody who's a run under 410 uh they got to be thinking they're going to be in the mix for for a summit league title so luke Lebet, congrats on that uh, great performance. Ryan, do you know where that ranks him in UND history? That's got to be like the top five, top three. Oh, it's like two or three. He was just over a second away from Nate Peterson's record. Wow. So like, so like he's right there. So we'll see what he does. Yeah. Also at the Grand Valley State, meet uh, our guy, Jacob Jensen. Continues, continues just to go off another school record in the 3k and and you know another north dakota athlete who has gone under the 830 mark 825 66 in the 3k uh jacob jensen jacob i don't know if i've ever uh like met you in person or talked to you but we need to go for a run sometime we got to get you out to Fargo and take you on the a flat gravel run out here. Or maybe I'll try and swing through Minot and, uh, and we'll go for a jog. You could probably teach me a thing or two. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, 
So Dude. anyway. Anyway, I got to talk to him at the SDSU meet a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was good guy. Great guy. Like you said, another one making a case for North Dakota being the best 3K state in the upper Midwest. Yeah, but yeah. also, you had mentioned this earlier before we even started recording. If you want to look at progressions, if you're listening right now and you are looking at your times where you were at and or where you're at right now, where you want to be someday, Jacob Jensen has some awesome progressions. A guy that's out of Belcourt, North Dakota, has just gotten so good and just through hard work and consistent training. Consistency. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll give a plug. I'll give a plug here for Minot State too. So if they can develop a guy like Jacob Jensen, you think you've got similar high school times and you want to get really good, set school records, I would start looking at Minot State. Yeah. There's my plug. I mean, Ryan, do you plug Minot State just because they have an incredible social media? Okay, yes, Valley City and Jamestown take notes for Minot State, man. Like they've they're killing it. But also now Coach Delmonico is a great guy and yeah. he's doing great things up there. And like we've said, it just seems like they've got good culture and a place where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And guys running well in in all all events. Guys and, jump, and girls running jumping well, well jumping. throwing well. Yeah. Like a whole a whole program. So uh another highlight, uh from the Minot team at the Grand Valley State meet, Lewis Cotterall, another school record in the 800, 15347. Um I mean, things are just things are just clicking up there in in north central North Dakota. So, yeah, also if you think you only get to go cool places if you go to NDSU or UND for traveling, Minot State was out at Colorado School of Mines the other day. Yeah. I said that like very casually, like they just went to go train there or something, but no, they, <laughs> yeah. compete, they competed there last weekend, yeah. but they, yeah, they travel, they travel well. They really do. Yeah. So no, we've got a lot of great things going on and tomorrow we'll have Iowa state or if you're listening to this, when it comes out, it'll be today, but we got the Iowa state classic. That's going to wrap up another day at grand Valley state and another day at SDSU. So yep. be on the lookout for some good meets and yeah, we're getting to that kind of championship season time when, we start thinking about who's who and who's got what times and how how intense it's going to be to make a team and then go compete for a championship. Yeah, yeah. Very soon it, it becomes uh, less about the times and, and all about winning. So, uh, yeah, excited excited to see, you know, these final weeks of, uh, of progression for these athletes and, and then get to see them, you know, put it all on the line for for an individual conference title and for a lot of them hopefully for uh chasing a team title so yeah okay so i found a video of me wearing that singlet i was just talking about and it wasn't yes. one where i wore during my freshman year i bought it when my family went to norway and we hopped in a meet over there oh, so okay that that singlet's been on international soil competing yeah. so but anyway <laughs> it's, it's, it's been in, around the world peyton smith it's in good hands yeah it's in good yeah. hands one thing, Ryan, one thing I was uh, thinking about as we were, you know, kind of going through these uh, these quick highlights and stuff. I wonder how often we say, oh, the, the North Dakota native. I just caught myself and I and I heard you say that a couple of times. Of course, they're North Dakota natives. You know, <laughs> like, hey, well, we, who are we, we getting here? I think we're we just ex- trying to sound we're just trying to sound really smart. You know, people are going to catch on pretty soon here, Ryan. And then, you know then what uh, i don't know 
well, we better cut the episode now. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, well, how, I mean, we, we, we're expanding a little bit. We, we slowly yeah. are reaching out. But well, with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate your support. Make sure you continue to follow us on social medias. Instagram, Facebook is where we're the most active. If you have ordered a shirt this weekend, you're going to get a Venmo request. So be ready for those. And we're getting those made and hopefully in your hands soon. So thank you so much again for all your support and have a great weekend. 